0: Welcome back or good morning. Good afternoon. What's cracking? I'm Jim Rome. We start hour number two at a busy first hour broke down last night's Monday night matchup. Had Drake in. and our phone lines are wide open right now. 1-800-636-8686. More telephone calls upcoming. But first, we're joined right now by a national college football insider for The Athletic. He is also a college football reporter for Fox Sports. He is co-host of The Audible with Stu and Bruce. It's a podcast with Stuart Mandel. He is a best-selling author whose books include "The QB: The Making of Modern Quarterbacks." Of course, I'm talking about Bruce Feldman. Bruce, always good to have you on. Bruce, how are you?
1: Doing great, Jim. Good to
0: be on with you. Good to have you, Bruce. So, why don't we start with the Big Ten and Michigan? The latest is the Big Ten reportedly has formally notified Michigan, Bruce, of possible impending disciplinary action in connection to the school's stealing sign stealing scandal. Can you break that down for us, and what kind of potential discipline might we be talking about here?
1: Well, so there's signal stealing that, that pretty widespread around the sport of college football, but what that really is, is stuff that goes on in-game, and it's stuff that, that staff may gather from analyzing TV copy of that nature. Where this story with Michigan has reached into a different threshold is it involves advanced. Scouting and in-person scouting, where a now former Michigan staffer, Connor Stallions, had there's been documentation that he had been either dispatching or done himself people to act as scouts and scout uh, opponents to try to get their signals, as opposed to this being a more of an in-game thing, and that's where it has reached a, into a different threshold, and also. From all the reporting on this, it seems like it has been kind of a sloppy, uh, tr- left a sloppy paper trail. To be honest, now the questions that the Big Ten and Commissioner Tony Petiti are trying to sort out is: Did Michigan? Because there's an NCAA investigation going on, but that's not going to play out at the time frame where this could impact this season, where the other Big Ten coaches and ADs are up in arms they want action now. They do not want Michigan, which obviously is a you know a legit national title contender this year, to not be impacted right now as this is going on as if, hey, we won't be able to do anything about this till down the road. They want action now. I think there is a lot of chatter about well, will Tony Petiti end up suspending Jim Harbaugh for the actions of one of his former staffers in Connor Stallions. And it's within the MCA's rules that now, if you're a head coach, you're responsible for what, even if you have big, big staff, even if you may not have and may not be proven that you actually had direct knowledge of this ahead of time, uh, you're still responsible for the action of this. And this didn't happen in a vacuum either because, remember, Harbaugh, served a three-game self-imposed sanctions as part of another NCAA ongoing investigation regarding um, recruiting violations during the covid dead period. So this is really messy. I think, you know, from our reporting at The Athletic, we expect that the Big Ten may hand down some form of a punishment to Harbaugh in Michigan within the next 24 hours.
0: Bruce Feldman is joining us. Bruce, a lot of really good information in that. So if the Big Ten does act and they do come down within the next 24 hours with some sort of punishment, what punishment would you expect? What punishment fits that crime?
1: It's a great question because there's not really precedent for for this directly related to this. Does that mean Jim Harbaugh gets suspended for the rest of the regular season? You know, Michigan's season is basically – this week at Penn State, then they play Maryland, but then it's obviously the huge game against Ohio State and Ann Arbor Thanksgiving weekend. If they sit, if he has to sit out for those three games, um, I think th- there's a part of this that's like, okay, do do you do anything that punishes the players and the team? Now, obviously, you could argue that Jim Harbaugh not being their coach certainly would punish the players, but at least it's not like a postseason ban on the team. The, the challenge here, I think, as this plays out, is going to be the University of Michigan being ready for this to have a to get some kind of injunction temporary restraining order and they push back and that means will will it hold up will Jim Harbaugh still be able to coach because I think some of the things that will be argued was you know the NCAA is not doing anything about this right now you know how much proof and is this concrete evidence? If the MCA is not going to act, why is the Big Ten jumping in? How have they? You know, they don't have their own investigators. Have they independently corroborated all this that the MCA has gotten? Um, you know, there's there's just a lot of layers to this. It is really messy for the new commissioner of the Big Ten. There's a lot of heat coming from on all sides right now.
0: And, of course, there will be lawyers. Bruce Feldman is joining us right now. Bruce, if you had to guess, if you had to speculate, how do you think all of this is going to impact Harbaugh's future at Michigan?
1: My guess, and this is just this, Jim, is that he's going to try to end up leaving to go to the NFL if he can get get a landing spot. Remember, he was obviously a really good coach in the NFL. He's not one of these guys who leaves for college and it's just kind of a wild guess how he's going to do. I mean, he did a really good job with the 49ers before he came back to college football. You have a couple of factors that lead me to, I know there's been plenty of talk inside Michigan and around Michigan that Jim Harbaugh and the the new president there thinks very highly of him and they have a good relationship and that they're going to try to do some kind of extension down the road. The reason why I'm very skeptical that he won't try to leave is because this team, you know, he told me in the summer, he thinks they have 20 guys on this team who will end up getting drafted and set the NFL draft record for most players off one team. That's a lot of dudes to leave, and you'd have to replace next year. You have, as I mentioned, this contentious relationship with the NCAA from another case already hanging over his and Michigan's heads. Now you're going to have this case, Which seems to be very, you know, very sticky and messy for Michigan as well. Another thing, I just don't know how Michigan and Jim Harbaugh come out of this on the other side, looking at past this season and seeing, okay, yeah, Jim Harbaugh, if he has now, look, maybe he can't get another NFL job. As good as his track record was in the NFL, you know, he interviewed with the Vikings two years ago. It was a disastrous interview for what I heard. You know, there was talks with the Broncos last year, and that deal didn't end up getting done. So will he just take whatever he can to, to, to make a move to go away? My guess is that would be a more likely scenario than him riding it out, where the future looks a lot shakier going coming out of all this now if he stays in Michigan.
0: We are talking to Bruce Feldman. Bruce, let me ask you something. You know, based on your reporting and the coaches you've spoken to, like how serious are the alleged actions? In the sense that, how much of an advantage would you get if this whole thing were actually true? And then, as a second part of that, this alleged scandal, how big a part did it play in their turnaround since twenty twenty one?
1: Yeah. So uh, my colleague and I at the Athletic Max Olson, we ended up doing an extensive coach survey this past week we talked to 50 different coaches from every conference in in major college football to really get a sense of what they believe and overwhelmingly feel like Michigan and Jim Harbaugh if these actions are as they purport, purport to be need to get punished for this they felt it was very serious some when we asked them you know how big an advantage some said they thought it was worth you know, three a three touchdown difference to have not just run and pass, but know the exact plays that are coming doesn't mean that you know Michigan doesn't have a lot of talent uh, on top of it, but it was just such a blatant advantage compared to what the norm usually is. Now, there's other coaches we talked to is like, hey, we've heard some instances of some similar things that have gone on around coaching. In college football, they are not as wide. They are not as elaborate as what it appears Michigan was doing. But there were maybe smaller scale operations where somebody spied on a walkthrough, or somebody attended a spring game and and got tried to get somebody's signals. Those things. But then, you know, we asked on a scale of one to ten in the in the lexicon of college football cheating, just how egregious is this? And it came in largely around a seven or an eight. The, the, there was one thing that a, that a few coaches thought was much worse, and they they pointed out they thought it, what's worse is the tampering that is going on now, where coaches will get players to try to go into the transfer portal with the expectation they are going to get paid money through NIL, and they said that to them is a lot is a lot worse than this, but. You know, almost across the board, you know, I think it was 48 of the 50 coaches we talked to thought on a scale of 1 to 5 and, you know, how serious this is. Only two of those 50 coaches thought it was under a 3, and the majority thought it was a 4 or a 5.
0: Interesting. Bruce Feldman joining us. Bruce, before I let you go, let me ask you this. What do you make of that Associated Press report yesterday that other conference teams were colluding to steal signs from the Wolverines? What's your reaction to that report, and how does that factor in?
1: Yeah, we the athletic. We've been doing some reporting on this into this story the last few days from our sources that we've talked to. Colluding is something that you know it can go on where coaches share information about other teams they played. The things we're finding is that this what what was gone on here was more of the stuff that I had told you before earlier. You know, in this conversation, that it was stuff that worked out where it was like kind of above board stuff as much as the signal ceiling goes that this didn't fall into the category of, you know, somebody going on somebody's campus to snoop and spy and and do things like that. This was more things that they had gathered in game and then put it together and shared it with people who were, who were facing Michigan. And you know, on, on the one hand, that looks pretty bad too, but according to a lot of the coaches we talked to, that is more in line with what is accepted practice as opposed to somebody, you know, traveling to other people's games and, and kind of doing the spying on them. That may feel like that crossed the line, whereas this in question, they feel like doesn't cross the line. So,
0: Bruce, really quickly, one last thought, and I really appreciate your time. You've been great on this. Stallions issued a statement through his attorney saying that neither Jim Harbaugh nor any of his coaches were aware of any improper conduct. Like, And to your point, that may or may not be material to the NCAA because it is his program. But do you personally believe that he didn't know? And then if he did know, is it because he didn't want to know?
1: Yeah. You know, talking to a lot of coaches, they feel like, you know what, there's some things that they don't know that goes on in their building because it's just so many. So the operations are so big, and maybe there is a plausible deniability factor that goes in. The part that is hard to get around, and you know, again, you see the optics of Stallions talking to a, you know, to defensive coordinator and, and coordinators as they're about to make a play call, and you're like, man, he is so involved in this. Now it was no secret that that Connor Stallions believed and people inside the program who've been around and believed he had a you know an uncanny knack for decoding signals. And I think if you just take it at face value and say, okay, this guy went to the Naval Academy and had a different military different level of a of a background in terms of the military expertise and training than most people who are in coaching in college football. So maybe you sit there and go, okay, well, Connor's really good at this and this is why, as opposed to did you know he was going to some of these lengths that he's reported to have gone in terms of sending people to games to, to scout for him and to scout for Michigan? I mean, you know, it, it, the, the thing that, you know, watching this story unfold kind of in real time is you look at some of this and go, man, if they were this elaborate, would they have actually been this sloppy in how they would have in not covering their track? This seems like it would be something that like, you know, if you were really doing it, you would have been a, you would have been a lot more careful in terms of that. So I don't know. I mean, my my gut is just on face value is like you have to think more than just one guy would have known that some other people inside the program would have had to have some knowledge of this. But there's also a piece of this where it's like, can you say without a shadow of a doubt? I mean, I don't know. I don't know if I if I could say that, con, you know, conclusively on that.
0: In you know other words, it looks
1: bad though, Jim.
0: I yeah, mean, the, no, the it thing. looks bad. The it optics are not bad. good. But in other words, to your point, Bruce, plausible deniability. He is a national college football insider for The Athletic. Also, he is a college football reporter for Fox Sports. Bruce didn't mean to keep you so long, but that is so fascinating. And I really do appreciate the insight. Great to have you back on, Bruce. Have a great day. And thanks so much for that. That was great.
1: Always a pleasure, Jim. Thanks for having
0: me. You too, Bruce Feldman. Also, a best-selling author whose books include The QB, The Making of Modern Quarterbacks. All right, so a lot of takeaways there. But he did say, based on their reporting, he thinks that maybe within the next 24 hours, the Big Ten might come down with some discipline. So we will see. Those are your two interviews. So we're open the rest of the way. one 800 You know, that point about if it were so elaborate, wouldn't it be tighter Like, would they? if it was so elaborate, how could they be that sloppy? How could they leave a paper trail like that? How could they get caught, right, if it was so elaborate? Maybe. You know, maybe this dude is just some kind of rogue character that loved the program and was really sloppy. Did Harbaugh know? I don't know. But he knew there was some dude on a sideline talking to the coordinators, right? So who is that dude? Who is that dude and why is he talking to them? if you don't know at all that he's doing this. What's he doing on the sideline talking to assistant coaches not that far from the head coach? It's kind of hard for me to believe that the head coach would have no knowledge at all if that same guy is on his sideline. I find that part of it hard to believe. But then again, even if he didn't know, that may not matter to the NCAA. But to Michigan's point... How can you come down on us with any kind of discipline when the NCAA is not? Who is the conference to say when the NCAA is not doing anything yet? And as I said, there will be lawyers. I think it's safe to assume that if the Big Ten conference comes down with any sort of discipline, then Michigan's going to push back and they'll try and get an injunction and make sure that Harbaugh is available. And then where do you go from here? You got to think that he'll try and bounce to the NFL, but he's tried that before. 1-800-636-8686. In addition to that story, I do want to talk some more about the hood. I mean, could you ever imagine a time where this guy would stand before reporters? The GOAT. All we've done is GOAT this guy for years. Did you ever think there'd be a point in time, much less this soon, where this guy would have to stand before reporters and get grilled about his job security? I mean, never. Yet, here we are. Here the bleep we are. So let's talk about that, too. 1-800-636-8686. Take a short time out. Open it up to you. When you need auto parts, OReillyAuto.com is only a click away. They offer convenient options for you to get your parts quickly. Order online at OReillyAuto.com and pick up for free at your local O'Reilly Auto Parts store. You can also have your parts delivered right to your door with free shipping on most orders over 35 bucks. Get your order fast with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Visit OReillyAuto.com today and get the parts and service you need fast from the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. You're listening to The Jim Rome Show. All right, so again, there's so much to unpack in that story about Michigan. So would Big Ten Conference discipline them, as Bruce Feldman points out, could it come down in the next 24 hours? And if so, what would that discipline be? I mean, are they really going to hit them hard in a season where they could win it all? I find that hard to believe. And if they come with any kind of significant suspension, namely more than one game, there's no way Michigan doesn't push back and try to get that injunction. And then what did Harbaugh know and not know? Is there plausible deniability here? Is it possible that Stallions was just rogue, went rogue, and just did this on his own? Is it possible that Harbaugh didn't know? I mean, I guess. Sort of. I guess. You know, this whole notion that—and Bruce Feldman laid this out. It's true. There are certain people— like, I'll give you an example, an analogy in baseball. There are certain guys that can sit in a dugout and watch the other manager or coach— And they can pick signs. Like some guys just have a knack. They can do it. Talk to anybody in baseball. There are certain guys that are just good at it. And they can do it. So maybe, as Bruce Feldman said, Stallions was one of those guys with a military background. Maybe he had a knack. You know, maybe that's what Michigan would argue. That well, we found this guy, and he's not a football coach, but he loves the program, and he's got some value. And he's got a knack. And he just has a way of decoding other team signals. That's Okay. You're allowed to do that. If you can watch in-game and decode what the other team is doing, that's fine. If you can watch film and see what the other team is doing and decode their signals, that's fine. If you watch on TV and in live action, you can watch another team and see them on the sideline and decode their signals, that's okay. All those things are okay. So if Michigan's trying to argue that, well, that's all that guy did or that's all we thought that guy did. And we saw value in that. So we put him on payroll. We let him on the sideline. And because he's got this knack, like he's some kind of rain man or savant, he can communicate with our coaches. That's what we thought. I'm sure Michigan would try to make that argument. Because that would be okay. What's not okay is scouting in person. What's not okay is scouting in person and using electronic devices to record those signals. Or scouting in person and wearing disguises to infiltrate. None of that's okay. So the question then becomes, could this guy really do all those things and Harbaugh not know? Well, Bruce Feldman's point was maybe because if Harbon knew, wouldn't he button it up? Would they really be that sloppy if it was that elaborate and they went about doing it? And they made a point of doing it. Or did they just have this guy over there doing this thing and they didn't ask? Which is why I said, did he not know or did he not want to know? Point is, you're the head of the program. The NCAA doesn't really care as much. I mean, if they find out that you knew and you partook, then they're going to swing the hammer harder. However, if you didn't know and they can't determine that you knew, they're still coming for you. It's your program. Otherwise, everybody would just say, hey, plausible deniability. I didn't know. I didn't know. That's why they will hold him accountable, even if he, quote, didn't know, if you believe that. Otherwise, every single coach would just say, I didn't know. That's just some rogue character. I didn't know what he was doing. How can I know what everybody's doing? It's your program. You got to know, right? So we'll find out. We'll find out. one 800 636 Eight six, eight six. Let's go to Louisiana. Logan, you are next up, Logan, what's going on? How are you?
2: Hey, Jim, I'm doing great. How you doing? Good, good. Hey, talking about this Michigan scandal. um so this guy, Connors, it's his dream to be Michigan's head football coach like that's his that's his whole thing, his whole life. and don't you think it would benefit him more if he went rogue? did his thing and everybody thinks he's just brilliant rather than he's going recording, getting his information. I mean, he's looking at the longevity of his career. Like what would help his career more? You know, so him going, do his thing and getting all these signals. Now everybody's thinking, Hey, this Connors guy, he's the man, you know, he know. you know, he got, like you said, he has this, this gift, you know? So I think it's more believable that he would do that to you know, give himself a better opportunity to become the head coach one
0: day. Okay, let me respond to that. First of all, I think a lot of what you said makes sense. Clearly he was doing it to Curry favor. I mean, clearly. Clearly he was doing it because he loves the program and he was not a coach per se, but I think that he wanted Curry favor. I think he wanted to move up the ranks. I don't know if his ultimate end goal was to be the head coach in Michigan, but clearly he wanted to make himself indispensable to Jim Harbaugh. He wanted to make himself valuable to Harbaugh. The part that I'm having trouble wrapping my head around, and yeah, I think that he probably did, would do what he could to Corey Favor. But if the guy were quote brilliant, if he was brilliant and could do certain things that others could not do, and he had this military background, and you know, everybody I know that has been in the military at high levels Man, they're extremely meticulous. They're extremely detail-oriented. They're focused on everything. Everything matters. Believe me, they do it right to code. This dude was extremely sloppy. For somebody who was, quote, brilliant and could do things that others couldn't do and had a mind for this sort of thing and just went rogue, okay, why was he so sloppy? But no, I think there's something too. He wanted to move up the ranks. He was a volunteer for a long, long time, years in fact, and then they put him on payroll, and he reportedly was making 50 plus thousand a year. OK, to do what? And I don't know. I mean, you'd think that Jim Harbaugh knew this guy. Knew that this guy was good at that sort of thing, but really thought that the way he got that information was by only watching TV and picking signs in games. You'd think that Harbaugh had no idea that he was traveling and going and scouting in person and using technology and wearing disguises. I mean, I guess. Paying for tickets, paying for travel, having others beneath him, all that was going on without Harbaugh's knowledge. I guess, maybe, conceivably. But my point is, if he didn't know, he should have known. The guy's on your sideline during games, right? And then Michigan bands push back with, oh, okay, okay. Well, what about this report from the AP that all the other schools were colluding and ganging up on us? Yeah, well, if they were, and if they were sharing information, it's because they thought, if this report is accurate— it's because maybe they thought you were cheating. If they didn't gather and share their information the same way Stallions did, they didn't do anything wrong. They can share information. Coaches can talk back and forth. They can say, hey, this is what Michigan does. If they think that Michigan has an unfair advantage and that they're cheating and nobody's doing anything about it. Now, if this report shows it's collusion, Involved other programs, scouting in person, using electronic devices, then sure, Michigan man, then you have an argument. But that's not what that report says. One eight hundred six three six eight six eight six. Let's go to Santa Barbara, John in Santa Barbara. Good to have you, John. How are you?
3: I'm doing great. I'm a fellow Gaucho. Proud of you, what you've done.
0: Thank you very much. Good and, to have you. Uh,
3: you know, it's great. Um, I'm in Louisville now, and I was amazed at how uh, Rick Pitino and that big scandal where uh, they had an assistant working to bring in prostitutes to uh, recruit basketball players. Their father, prostitution, and um, but you know, Slick Rick was able to get out of it and said, "I knew nothing about it," and they cannot provide the emails or the evidence. It was just, and that's why I think uh, Jim, who I'm a big fan of. We'll get out of it. I mean, I go to these football games all the time, and I see the signals and everything like that. And you know, you pretty much know what's going to happen at third and one. It's going to be a run around. I pretty much going to be a third and six. So that's my that's my uh, statement. But I just wanted to say hello, Jim. UCSB is proud of you, buddy.
0: I appreciate you, John, very much. Always good to hear from a Gaucho, fellow Thanks, Gaucho. John. You know, at your point to John's point, like, hey, come on now. We know what they're going to do, third and one. Third and short, they're going to run. Third and long, they're going to pass. My response to that, fellow gatcha would be, if they already know, then what's the point of having a cheating scandal in the first place? There's obviously an advantage to be gained. The question is, and allegations now, if this is true, I'm saying, if this is true, Michigan man, hear me out. If it's true, I'm not saying I know it's true. I'm just going by what's been alleged and what's been reported. If this is true, how egregious is it? If this is true, how much of an advantage is there to be gained from this? This is why I talked to Bruce Feldman about that. He said at The Athletic, they talked to 50 other coaches. And they said what's more egregious is tampering with other teams' players and getting them to go into the portal because they – lead them to believe that they're going to get paid NIO money. That would be more egregious. He's saying, though, based on the conversations they had with all those coaches, they think this is egregious. They think that there is an advantage to be gained. Now, how many points per game? I don't really know. But you wouldn't be doing it if there was not an advantage to be gained. And there are rules. You You could talk about how arcane these rules are. And how they make no sense whatsoever. And why there's no communication between the coaches and players. But there's still the rules. And everybody knows you cannot scout in person. You cannot scout in person and use electronic devices to garner that information. Michigan Man is saying, yeah, Rome, but, but, he didn't know. He didn't know. We don't know what he did or did not know. That's why the NCAA was on campus investigating that's why the Big Ten is involved right now, because every other Big Ten program is saying, do something, do something, do something. We all know that this was going on, to which Michigan man will say, hate, they're, they're hating on us, they're jealous, they're jealous. To which the other side would say, now wait a minute, this dude was in real trouble. And then all of a sudden it just flipped in 2021. Why did it flip all of a sudden? Did he figure it out? Did he fix it? Or did he start to cheat? We don't really know. We don't really know. I don't think it's as simple, though, as saying, hey, Come on, man. This is nothing. I would say this this is not nothing. 1 800 636 8686. It is pretty fascinating. But again, they're not saying you can't steal signals, you can. If you're in a game and you look at the sideline and you can decode what the other team is doing, it's incumbent upon them to change their signals. That's legal. You can steal signals. You just can't go scout in person other games of a team that you're going to play in that same season. You can't use electronic devices. You can't show up in a disguise on the sideline and infiltrate all things that Stallions allegedly did. And finally, Michigan, man, if you're going to say, okay, fine, Rome, let it go, man, let it go. He did it. He did it. But we didn't know. He was a rogue character who was ambitious, who wanted to be coach one day. Fine. Hey, I don't care. Really, I don't care. But the NCAA will. And they're going to say, okay, he didn't know, but he should have known. And it's his program. So there will be some punitive punishment. Which is all I've been saying since day one. All right, when we come back, your thoughts on that still. Phone lines are wide open. I mean, wide open. If you want a different topic, we can talk about the hood. I mean, it's still unbelievable to me that the hood, it's almost surreal that Bill Belichick is answering questions about his job security. Unbelievable. Not, will you be around long enough to win those last 28 games, which could take 28 years at the rate he's going. But will you make it through this year? I mean, it's absurd to even ask the question, will you make it through the next game? But people are asking the question. I want to hit that too when we return. Time for a sports update. Here you-
4: Live from Southern California. This is the Jim Rome Show on CBS Sports Radio.
0: Clones, remember, not all beef jerky is the same. Old Trapper's original, old-fashioned teriyaki, hot and spicy and peppered. All come in four ounce bags. You can sample different flavors to find the best one for you. Ask for Old Trapper by name because no other jerky compares. To old Trapper. What is your beef? Actually, a really good topic, right? So, what do you make of what's going on with Michigan? Do you think Jim Harbaugh knew? Keep in mind, he may or may not have. I don't really know. I don't know. But if he didn't know, and Connor Stallions, through his attorney, says that Harbaugh didn't know, it still may not matter. The NCAA is coming for him no matter what because of what I said. But I'm just curious do you think that he didn't know? How much do you think he knew? Do you really think that he thought that that guy was that good at picking signals by watching games on TV and film and in person? Like, like, hey, I didn't know how this guy did it. I just assumed it was all legit, and the guy was just that much of a savant. I don't know. He's not saying. He's hanging out with Ric Flair. I don't really know what Harbaugh's doing or what Ra- Harbaugh's saying. I-, I have a feeling that if he can bounce to the NFL, he's on the next thing burning out of Ann Arbor. But can he bounce to the NFL? Will he get another shot? Remember, Bruce Feldman said that reports were his interview with Minnesota went horribly. And he's tried to get back and hasn't been able to. Let's go to the phones. It's a good topic. We go to Philadelphia. Jay in Philly. It's good to have you, Jay. How are you?
5: Hey, Jim. I'm doing great. How are you?
0: Good. Really good.
5: Excellent. Yeah, I just had a quick question as far as, you know, you and the X4-4-TI always uh, bring it every, hard every morning, and you guys prep, and it obviously shows because you're the best in the biz. But what if uh, one of those morning shows, you know, from the East Coast comes in at 9 or 6 a.m. slot, and they had a bug in the building? I don't mean like a bug like, you know, the ones that Alvi, like can, can whack for you all. So I'm talking about like a bug, like actually listen to your take, listen to what you guys are going at, and then all of a sudden they're – playing those takes before you even get there. Well, what's going to happen? You're going to be scrambling last minute. You don't want to come up with the same search somebody already else did. So I have to I disagree with Bruce Feldman because he says that, well, I shouldn't say disagree with him, but the coaches that were pulled because they said that it was like a, maybe a four or a five as far as like an egregious scale. I think it's much, much higher because not only are they knowing what's going on beforehand, but also those coaches in time are going to have to readjust and all of a sudden come up with a new game plan on the fly. All right, I'll hang up with a listen. Thanks, Jim.
0: All right, so I think what he said was those coaches said on the scale of how egregious it was, I think they said more like seven. He had another scale of one to five. Very clearly, the coaches think that it's egregious, the ones that he spoke to, and there is an advantage to be gained. They didn't say that it's the most egregious thing But they said it's a definite advantage to be had. Now, in terms of the XR4TI cheating analogy, what if somebody knew what we were doing before we did it, and then they aired it first, and then I had to do this show? That didn't make much sense. People have been ripping me off for decades, man. How many Rome imitators are there? There's no rules against that. I think what you're saying is I would have to adjust on the fly if somebody knew what I was going to do and they went on the air with it first. I'm not so worried about that. I, you know, that, that there's no rogue, there's no radio Connor Stallions. We all just do our shows and for a long time people mimic this show because like anything else, I was really successful. Hey, news flash, I'm still really successful and I'm still really good at what I do. But because when I came up It was so different, and it worked. Of course, it spawned imitators. It's like anything else. You know, these leagues are copycat leagues. This median was a copycat median, and then everything changes and everything evolves. I think it's pretty naive to think that there's not an advantage to knowing what the other team's signals are, because then you could react accordingly. It's not illegal to have the signals. It's illegal to obtain the signals in the way that has been alleged if he did that. So let me ask you this. If he didn't do it, why is he gone? Why'd they get rid of him? Why is he gone? And if your answer is, well, because he did it, but we didn't know. Okay, you didn't know. Do you believe they didn't know? And again, if you believe they didn't know, the NCAA would say he should have known. And just one more point, and I, I, I don't want to belabor this, but this whole notion that, are you kidding me? Do you have any idea how big of an operation that is? There's no way the head coach could possibly know every last thing that goes on. I agree. But wouldn't they know that? Wouldn't they know that? Isn't that elaborate enough to know? Plane tickets, other tickets to attend games. If he didn't know, it seems to me, he didn't want to know. Maybe he didn't know. I'm not saying for a fact I know that Harbaugh knew. I'm not saying that. I'm saying if he didn't know, he should have known. And I'm saying if he didn't know, maybe he didn't want to know. He just knew that, hey, man, I got this guy. This guy, man, what a freak. This guy can pick signs. Hey, come on over here. Stallions, what do you know? Don't tell me how you know it, Stallions, but just stand right next to me and let me know what you know. I don't want to know how you know that. But damn, dude, you must be smart. Don't ever tell me. I don't want to know how you know. Because if I don't know, they can't really get me. Don't you dare tell me how you know. But come on over here and tell me what you know. That's what it seems like to me. Don't you tell me how you know. Just tell me what you know. But I don't want to know how you know. Let's go this time to Grand Rapids.
4: Gabe. What's going on, Gabe? How are you? I'm good, Jimmy. How are you? Great. Awesome. Good. Hey, thanks for the Vine, first and foremost. And secondly, I'm a sales guy. I don't sell linear messengers, but it's still hard out here for a pump. Dude,
0: so yeah, it is. What do, what do you sell? What uh, do you sell?
4: Tobacco products. Okay. No, yeah. sales is hard, so,
0: man. Respect.
4: Yeah, absolutely. So I just real quick want to take a, take a chance while I have it to uh, kind of point out the hypocrisy of uh, Michigan Man. Um, you know, I remember a couple years back, uh, the excuse of, well, I didn't know, not flying when it came to Pervin Liar, uh, not knowing the actions of his assistant coach. Um, and I just love to point out that Michigan man kind of has become who he hates. Um, you know, the excuse of, well, I didn't know, or the whataboutism is just kind of running rampant in this country, in politics, and sports, et cetera. You know, it, it's one of those things where it's like, well, everybody else is doing it, Do you think that holds up in court if you're going for tax evasion and you say, well, there's a ton of other people who are, you know, guilty of tax evasion? It's like, no, you still did it, so you're still culpable. So war accountability, out.
0: All right, Gabe, I appreciate it. Interesting take. Clones, let me save you the trouble. Hey, Rome, how hard is it to sell tobacco? Just get them hooked on it. And then you're an order taker. There, I did it. Hey, Rome, how hard is it really to be out there selling tobacco? Just make sure you get it in their hands when they're young. And then you're an order taker. You're not a salesperson. Hey, Rome, was that a salesperson or a dealer? Certain things are more difficult to sell than other things. I tried to sell dictation equipment. That was the hardest thing in the world to sell. Even more difficult than copiers. That's why when you get out of college, at least back in the day when I got out of college, why do you think those were the things that they gave entry-level salespeople jobs for? Hard things to sell. They'd weed you out. They'd grind you up. They'd put you in territories. They'd have you cold call. They'd have you prospect. I don't know that tobacco fits that category. All right, when we come back. Hey, Rome. Harbaugh not knowing about the advantage to stealing signs would be like tobacco companies not knowing about cancer. Am I right, Rome? There, I saved y'all the trouble. Don't send me any of that stuff. I already diffused that whole thing. I already covered all of it. Stay tuned.